Welcome, listeners. Thank you for clicking. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode four of That's Crazy. Now, on this episode, we're going to cover a topic, a very, very important topic. Uh, Not really, but a topic that's caused arguments in many barbershops across the world, many basements, many living rooms, many stadiums. We're going to talk about the most polarizing athlete and his fans, LeBron James. Now, I have to admit, I am a LeBron James supporter. The reason I don't want to even use fan, because fans nowadays are truly, truly fanatics and are insane at times. So I don't even want to put myself in that position because I don't agree with everything that, say, a LeBron fan would say. I have my blindness, I have my biases, but it's some things you gotta you gotta admit. So let's just move into it. Uh, so I'm not gonna talk about the stats, and I'm not. I might bring up some stats just to make a point, but I'm not gonna talk about what he's accomplished, things like that. It's just I want to take you into the psyche of a LeBron supporter. So let's take a different different approach on this. So okay, let's go through. Let's go through the, the beginning stages. You see this high school kid from Akron, Midwest. Uh, supposedly, background you got, he's poor, single parent. They put him on ESPN. You initially see this guy, you say, this kid is on ESPN in high school. That wasn't done before. So, it's already impressive there. You see the highlights. I'm just, I'm not going to dwell on that, on that one game. He's doing through the leg dunks on ESPN. He's passing. He's doing all these things. Any basketball fan would enjoy this, right? He's wearing 23 at the time. So all the Mike stuff could have been done then. But basically, he comes into the league, first game, was it 25, 7, and 6 or something like that. First game, first ever game against Sacramento. Now, people have been fans since high school, since you've seen him in high school. So when he gets to the league, he does the worst thing he can do as a pro. He does the Michael Jordan powder toss in addition to wearing number 23. Okay. Michael Jordan is the best player in NBA history. I believe that. I've always believed that. Now, most some LeBron fans will say, He's he's caught him. He's catching Jordan. I don't believe that. And I never was I never was fearful of that as a Chicagoan, as as a as an avid Bulls fan growing up. I was never fearful of that. Fear, fearful of that, I'm sorry. So I think that's where that's where the, the fight against LeBron started. That's what that's my opinion. I think it started there. People are worried. That his success will somehow diminish Mike's. Or or you can look at it this way. Some people thought it was disrespectful to do the powder toss before you've done anything. That's arguable. Maybe he shouldn't have did it. I, I looked at it as paying homage. It's like 23. I didn't see anybody say anything about Jason Richardson <laughs> wearing 23 because he wasn't a threat. I didn't see anybody. I mean, people... people People roll with Kobe. He didn't wear 23. He didn't do the powder toss. 
He mimicked every movement. Nobody really went against him as a as a threat during his career. Of course, when he got older, of course you did. But I think it's a, it's a threat of somehow you think this guy coming in with all this hype, actually living up to it, would diminish Mike somehow. And I think that's ridiculous. I think Mike has always been number one in my book through this whole time. And I could I could easily enjoy LeBron game or any or Giannis or anybody else during that time. It doesn't change what Mike brought. So, first of all, the Mike comparison is unfair. Cause if somebody comes in as a pass first player, superstar, he pat he was in high school 6'8, 230 at least. He's passing the guys that are half his height with no problem. He doesn't have any problem passing off to these guys that's this athletically <laughs> beneath him as far as as far as sports go. So that mentality, you can't compare that mentality to Mike to Mike. So, and not to even make this a podcast about Mike, but this is the whole foundation of the LeBron, I guess the polarizing effect of LeBron. I'm not gonna say hate, I'm not gonna say. None of that. I'm not gonna take none of those little flag words, you know, red flag words. I'm not gonna do that. So now the media helped with this. The media definitely put them on ESPN early on. They covered them. They overcovered them. I'm just fast forwarding through his whole career. They they basically built them up to tear them down, like they do most cases. And I don't think I don't think the media. When I say the media is. It's just like you say society. It's different factors of the media. So you can't put the media in one in one in one broad stroke because it's different personalities within the media. So you're always gonna find people that's supporting, you're always gonna find people that find their detractors. So that's not fair to just say media and just paint them with a bar brush of you know every media personality or every writer. So of course it's gonna be positives, it's gonna be coverage, it's gonna be they're going to look at every minuscule little small movement or or tweet or um or 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 shot or not shot or turnover or miss free throw or miss shot he came into the league at a point where social media in every play every game your your um your career and your legacy is reevaluated now, that's the most unfair part about it. Like, you can't you can't reevaluate somebody's career as a whole after every game. First of all, the good comparison to this is how do you how do you appreciate Kendrick or J. Cole while Jay-Z and Biggie and Pop have been here and are here presently for, for Jay. And I don't want to leave out Nas. But you can't you can't compare an entire 25 plus year career or 20 or 15 to 20 I'm just comparing rappers and basketball players now you can't compare that that entire career in this, in this, in this when it's all said and done when it's all retirement they're retired they're sitting at home they're not doing anything anymore to somebody that's building a career and a legacy it's not fair to compare that You have to let stuff play out. 
So, in LeBron's case, soon as he got to the league, did the powder toss, wore 23, threatened the throne, had the, had the audacity to call himself King James and was anointed by the media and some of his fans in, in Akron and Cleveland as the king, got the tattoo, chosen one. He played it up. He definitely played it up. All the all the expectation was put on him. I'm not trying to make him a victim. He enjoyed all this. He got the hundred mil early. He got the Hummer. He got like they said, the hundred million dollar Nike contract. All that stuff is true and that's valid. You can't take that away from him. At the time, you can go straight from high school to, to the league, just like Kobe did, just like KG did. All these people. But the thing is, like to be to actually root against the dude that reflects. And I don't want to get too, you know, so sociological with this. It's not it's not that deep. But to root against the dude that besides his athletic ability represents you the most. It was crazy to me. Like, why? Why are we not rooting for this kid? Now, this is all that this is all the kid stays. This is before he battling the Bulls. This is before all this. This is just a Midwest dude, young dude that's getting it. He's getting the money, getting the fame. He, he, he great at basketball, unselfish superstar. Well, not even superstar yet. He's unselfish basketball at a time when shooting guards and Iverson and all this was, um was you know, what what were like pillars in the, in the basketball community. Mike was already, you know, Mike already passed, whatever. All that was like, okay, shoot first, attack the basket. We ain't seen Magic. I didn't grow up with Magic. So to see another dude like similar to Magic, but honored MJ at the same time with that pass first mentality and getting teammates involved and the fun of the game, all that, it was I was for it, man. I was all for it. So I didn't understand early on why it came. Now I understand the the battle of the Bulls when you when you battling in the central division in the East, you putting the Bulls out the playoffs, no no jab, but that's just reality. You kept putting the Bulls out the playoffs when on their run, when they had a, a semi championship team. Like fast forward to that. I understand, like, people don't like Brett Favre. People don't like rivals. You, you can you cannot like a rival and respect him, of course. I didn't like Brett Favre growing up. I respected him at the end, though. It's like, damn, this dude is real. So you got to respect him. And that's my only point. Now, fast forward. I'm going to update this. So fast forward to current. No, let's let's fast forward to the first championship. The first, No, the first finals. I'm sorry. First finals. Fast forward to that. We got it against uh, against the Spurs. Tim Duncan, Hall of Famer. I uh, believe he had won before. That was part of they. They, you know, they, they never won back to back. So that was that was one of his second championships, second and third championships. So you got Duncan. I can't. I can name the team. Most basketball fans can't name that team. Now the fact that you did more with less makes you very very valuable and very a very great player. Now team success comes down to team and I never I never signed up for when LeBron when the when the when the story was LeBron didn't have enough help that case, that wasn't always the case every championship run and I'll be the first to admit that sometimes he did have help and he didn't play well but let me know a situation where the superstar plays well and the team doesn't win the rest of the teammates don't get blamed for that. The time that stands out is going to be Dallas, the Dallas series. 
So that's the series where LeBron left one on the table. He didn't show up at a time where the team, I mean, they didn't play great, but I think the team played well enough. If he would have played his normal level, they could have beat Dallas, but he didn't. That's a that's a blemish on his on his record. Of course, that's a loss that he that I think he had more to do with than any than some of the other losses. I'll just say that. I think he balled out against the Spurs the first time. I think he didn't ball out against them. That's the second time. Now they came back, one two, beat OKC, beat the beat the three headed monster. They got three MVPs on the roster. Beat that roster. We're not go we're not go we're not go downplay that. I don't care how young they were. These guys were future MVPs, so they was a damn good team. Now. We beat OKC with with KD, Russ, and uh, and Harden, of course. For those who don't know, uh, then second year beat the Spurs. This is still the Hall of Fame Spurs. It's still Popovich. This is still overcoming. You know he got a good team. They got a good team as well. They got all of they got Hall of Famers just like just like you know uh, Miami had all the Famers. So that you could say that's even an even matchup if you want if you want to think about it like that. It's an even matchup because of the coaching discre- discrepancy there. So. Got through that two in a row, got his two, great. Now still, he still it might not have made up in everybody's eyes, made up for the uh, Dallas series, but you one and you one and two at this, you two and two at this point, two and two at this point. Now the next year, Wade a little older, Mike Miller, everybody you know, Mike Miller had a great game that series, of course. Next year they they go they go back again. Now this is a fourth time in the finals in a row. <laughs> you gotta understand. This is four finals appearances in a row. Now I take it as with is with a good team in Miami, but you got to get credit to the credit to the um, to the management there to get players there and keep them there and get the role players that everybody needed. Like Wade benefited from Mike Miller just as much as LeBron did. Uh, Wade was on it. Wade wasn't a, a, a premier player at, through that whole run, so you got to understand that he added some some life to, some life to Wade. Wade is just retiring now. Because of those Brian, those four Brian years, so let's fast forward past that, past that second championship. That's back to backs. That's pretty. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Back to back championships with any team is great. He had he had a, a running he had a running buddy. He had Wade. He had Bosch as a role player slash slash All Star. Of course, you gonna have slash because just like Golden State with Draymond now, he's he's not he's a he's a star because he's on that team. He's a he's he's a compliment player. In that format. Now he might not always be that. Clay Thompson is a complimentary player in that format on that team. Not everywhere, but that's what he is on that team. So the third star does take the uh, the brunt of the, of the sacrifices. So so we fast forward. Uh, Wade's banged up. Fourth year they in the finals. They play the Spurs. Uh, they get bloused pretty much. They get they get banged out. Pause. But um, you got. I mean, it happens. It happens. They, he he didn't play great. He didn't play great the whole series. They had some ups and downs. It's a tough team to beat. No excuses. You just you just lost. It's a team. It's a team sport. Team success. Everything got to go right for you to win the championship. So then after that, he goes back to Cleveland. That's this is another chance for a blemish. So everybody gets hurt. Two of his All Stars get hurt before the series with Golden State. Before Golden State was Golden State. Took them to six. Did everything in the series. Great series, almost got Finals MVP in a losing effort. They gave it to Iguodala for holding them to 35, nine and eight or something. I'm just throwing numbers out there. I don't got the stats right in front of me. They they gave him MVP for that because he guarded the man that almost single handedly took them to a championship. Um, you guys can't name that team either. 
that's that's two. That's two right there that um you can't name. You can't name the team that was around him. I can. I bet you can. So without looking it up. So then fast forward past the, the next three. You got Kyrie. You got Love playing well in some, playing not well in uh, in others. Um, he's not consistent, which is fine. And I and th- this is all the, the reason I'm pointing this out is this is all while LeBron is playing at the highest level that I believe he possibly can. You don't it don't always result in wins, but if he's at the level that he possibly the highest level he can be, if other people don't bring their roles and don't play what they what they're expected to do. You're gonna lose. You need. You don't have room for error in the finals. You're not room for error in a lot of series, but especially the finals. So that's that's my only point. When people and this is the thing, people bring up every time you say, "Okay, LeBron got these championships," it always comes up as, uh, "Well, he needed this to do that. He needed this to do that." Once you do that, you're not keeping the same energy as you did with the expectation of everybody else that you feel is great. So that's why most most LeBron fans or supporters, like I said earlier, they're going to interject and say, OK, so what's the difference between Mike having blah, 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 Magic having blah, 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 Bird having blah, blah, blah. That's where that comes from. It's a defensive. It's a defensive response. It's never proactive. Like you could just say, oh, man, LeBron is great. He killing out here like, man, he needed such a then a hater or no, I'm sorry, a detractor comes in. Oh man, he needed such and such to do it. Like the other people didn't need help. It's like that's where that whole friction came, and it's been a 15-year debate from that dumb-ass response. And I think it's a dumb-ass response. It's an ignorant response, and it's 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 crazy to me that it's still going on today. So, not to go into that too much because I don't want to go into the, the that debate because that's not this podcast is for. But okay, just I want people to know the psyche of it. So, like I said, I'm a supporter, LeBron James supporter. I root for him because I want him to succeed in his career. If he aimed for Mike or Magic and ended up right below him or equal, why is that so terrible? I don't understand. Like, I'm going to take a quick jab at y'all. Y'all not the top three in y'all profession, so that means y'all don't matter. <laughs> that means your, 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 your work don't matter. It just it, it fell short of the best in that profession so this shit shouldn't matter right so stop going to work that's that's the that's the mentality of people that say oh man he not number one so he ain't shit that's a crazy mentality to hold and to upkeep that so i don't know the threat i don't i didn't i never felt that threat that he'll pass after the after the dallas loss actually after the first of all realistically after the the first loss he was already chasing a ghost at that point, because you can't be after you lose one, it's a wrap on six and zero. Oh. He couldn't. That's that's the equal. That's equal, Mike. So, right from there, people been rooting against him to not catch Mike. Why is that even a, a question? If he already lost one, he's not going six and zero. Oh if he already lost one, so like from then on, you can just be like, okay, well that 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 status is kind of limited. You can't make that status at this point. So you got to understand that. Okay, now we're shooting for top five greatest, top three, whatever you want to do, or second best at that point. Now, it's not, like I said, he, if you want, let's say if you won seven and lost one, still it's like, okay, you can still put an undefeated card with Mike, and that's fine. He didn't win seven. He won three. That's less than Magic. 
that's less than that's less than Kobe at this point. But the thing is, you've been rooting you've been rooting against him catching Kobe and Magic and Mike before he had one. So <laughs> y'all been doing this for a long time, a long time discrediting this dude. So, like I said with the with the Kendrick and the and the J Cole comparison, you got to let people build their legacy and and rate it when it's over. Now, of course, the debate age you go debate every time who you like better. Who you can't you can't you can't compare a twenty like I said a twenty year career to a four year career and say all oh, the twenty year career is better. Yeah, dummy, it's twenty years. What are you talking like? That's obvious. Why, why are you why are you even comparing it as a finished product? So that's why I know the fact that y'all everybody was rooting against them. Not everybody. What the fact that some people were rooting against them. I know that was the that was the foundation of it because it's, it doesn't make sense to compare a twenty year career to a four year career at that point. Or fit, no, I'm sorry, not twenty years because Mike played fifteen. Kobe played twenty. Twenty and that's twenty was at the end of the career, of course. That's why LeBron was there. So. That's why it's so defensive when you like you trying to push, and and that's and that's why I want to get on some of LeBron fans. They push that goat thing. They push that he's better now thing way too much. When it's not, you got to do it on the flip side. You got to wait till it's all said and done. I think if I think the fact that he reached for Mike, reached for Magic, um, at this point, 34, 15 season, I believe he fell short. I mean that's obvious. So top five in the in the history of the NBA is not. That's something to sneeze at. Like that's that's bad. That's that's a that's a weak ass career. Like I don't understand where that where that comes from. Of course that's of course that's just that's just sports talk. Of course go get started. That's barbershop talk, which is understandable. But people consistently really believe this shit. That's what that's the that's the, the funniest part and the and the most embarrassing part about it. You lose credibility when you say LeBron ain't shit. Just like you lose credibility if you said Kobe ain't shit. Or if you said Ivo ain't shit. Or you said Magic, Bird. Mike, of course, you can't you can't dismiss these people like they not a threat or they what they wasn't. No, I'm sorry, not a threat, not 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 a threat. I don't want to use that because they're not in the in the same conversation. I say that. So that's why the defensive fans and supporters come back with poking holes in the other superstars and the legends because they weren't held to that same standard, the unrealistic standard that LeBron is held to. It's like he's chasing ghosts. Like if you're chasing six and zero, oh, if you're chasing, and then and then the revisionist history in the whole in the whole debate is that Mike never missed a, a, a game winning shot. Like Kobe, Kobe made more game winning shots than anybody in the history of the league because he took the shot every time. Nobody ever. T- you see one one clutch shot by Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is arguably. And and, mo- and most people's list in the top five ever, right? You've seen one game-winning shot from Magic Johnson, <laughs> but but he's he's but he can easily be put in the top three with Mike, with no hesitation because his game was built around passing and making everybody better. You see that damn hook shot, that damn one hook shot when he plays center. Everybody know the story. He played center when um, Kareem was out as a rookie. Got one hook shot game winner. Nobody ever brings that up. It's only one. I give you the numbers. I'm not gonna go through the numbers, but I give you the numbers if you really want to go stats and not just what you feel and what you what you you know what you what you remember. Then LeBron is a better clutch shooter. I don't think that, but the numbers say that. So don't bring the numbers up when it when it fits you. But then when it doesn't, you say like, no, nah, I remember this. It's the mentality. It's this. 
he made he made some passes that most people think was were bad passes. I think expecting him to do something that he hasn't done his whole career is 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 ridiculous anyway. Like he's 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 been able to pass up those game winning shots and still have more than the greatest clutch shooters in in the, in the history of the NBA. So just think about that. Just like the assist and the points. Uh, what I'm recording is he just actually surpassed Mike in fourth place. So you know how fresh this is. Um, just passed Mike in fourth place with points. That's as a pass first forward for his entire career since high school. Think about that. So the mentality is different. I don't expect him to be Michael Cole because the mentality is different. It's 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 three it's two ways to skin a cat. It's um, art. Art is different. I think basketball is an art form. So everybody's art is different. Everybody's everybody's pin stroke, brush stroke is all different. You got to appreciate how they make how they get it done. So that's just a look into the psyche and what LeBron supporters kind of look at when these debates come up. Now, I'm actually going to do another segment. I think we got to go into the the current status of LeBron at 34. Fourth in the fourth in points and and basically top ten in assists and rising. We'll talk about the current status and what would need to be done to to equal Mike or move further in the top three wherever you have them. All right, signing off. And we're back. All right, thanks for sticking around. This one learning a little longer than usual. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking around. I get right to it. So, like I said, the um, the the current status of LeBron. Uh, let's fast forward all the way back past the last loss to um to Golden State. Okay, so he leaves. He leaves Cleveland. No, let's go through the let's go through the the the, the um the Kyrie part of this. Let's not let's not skip over that. Because that's coming to fruition right now, and there's some things are being exposed at this point. So let's go into that. Not to get off to being a LeBron fan, but another thing that comes up, like I talked about in the last segment, is that LeBron needed these heroics or these 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 legacy saving quotations, legacy saving shots to um to to further his career, and he, he they they saved him. So Ray Allen saved him in 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 um at the Spurs in the Spurs series years ago. Kyrie saved him in the Golden State series that they came back from 3-1. Uh all these things, all these things always happen. So it's the it's always somebody else's like somebody else's credit. And I, that's why I don't understand the fact that some the detractors are mad that LeBron gets all the credit when they win and everybody else gets the blame when they lose. That's the furthest thing from the truth I've ever heard because let's let the detractors tell it. He never won a championship because all three was because for somebody else, all three got the credit came to somebody else. So I don't understand how he gets all the, all the credit by who like I've never gave him all the credit. I've seen him do more with less. 
me personally, I, I give him credit when he's done more or less, when he don't have a star or another another comparable player on his team. I'll give him that, but I've never gave him all the credit. So I don't know who are these people that's giving him all the credit when he doesn't have, when basically the first championship, it was Wade's championship. He had to join Wade and Bosh. He couldn't win it without them, right? Because Wade was just so doing so well in Miami by himself, not making the playoffs. So that's funny right there. So then the second one, um, oh, no, let's say the first one is because Wade and because KD, Harden, and Westbrook weren't ready. So they got a built-in excuse. They, they only lost because they weren't ready. It wasn't because LeBron was great and Wade was great. It was because they weren't ready. So that, that goes on them. And uh, I think I think Mike Miller went off on game. I can't remember the series Mike Miller went off. Actually, the the, the memory it's a lot of memory, so the memory uh, leaves me now. But let's give that to Mike Miller. Let's give that to the them being young and dumb and OKC not being prepared and overwhelmed. Uh, okay, let's go there. Then we got the second championship where it was the Wade again. Uh, it was the Ray Allen shot. So that's the second one. So the Ray Allen shot. Is what saved his career because it didn't matter that they that he scored 13 points in that quarter or hit the three before he missed the three that got tipped out to, to Ray Allen. That doesn't matter. It it only matters what people want the narrative to be. So Ray Allen saved him that time. Okay. Okay. Goals. Let's fast forward to Golden State. Okay. Kyrie held his own offensively. Got it in. He a walking bucket. Kyrie is great. Great, great offensive player. Okay, he they both averaged forty, I believe, in that series. Or they both they had both had a forty point game in the same game, of course. So the forty. So first of all, Kyrie's career before LeBron got there was not making the playoffs and barely winning seventeen games. But when he gets to the finals, oh, he's great when he gets there. So he gets the credit for that championship because he hit the same the the shot. Um, the shot with time on the clock, which was a great shot, never taken away from the shot. I just want to want to put it in perspective. The shot over their weakest defender with time left on the clock for them to score uh, in the fourth quarter in, in, in game seven. Big shot, big shot to take it. Big shot, big shot that made. To say that they would even be in that position without LeBron and Kyrie doing what they did is ridiculous to give the credit to Kyrie to carry him. Like Kyrie was winning before LeBron got there is the most ridiculous thing. Again, most, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. So Kyrie got that championship. So when did, when did LeBron actually win a championship? Cause I know he got six losses, but let the detractors tell it. He never won one. So I don't know. Is he over? Is he over nine? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe y'all think he over nine. I don't know. Let's move on. So now he leaves. Now Kyrie asks for a trade. Uh, he wants to be the man. I don't think we give Cleveland enough credit for messing that whole relationship up. Now LeBron gets some some blame, I guess, because he couldn't talk him off the ledge, but. If somebody gives me a five-year contract, say I'm going to be the man. Uh, LeBron's gone. LeBron's somewhere else winning championships. You give me the you give me the keys to the castle. Then, soon as he come back, he making all the demands. He gets control. He run the city. It's his city. He come back and take that from me. And then, 
he gets all the all the all the publicity, all the questions. He's the leader. He's the best player on the team. That's going to run thin real quick if you felt like you were setting up to build your legacy. Kyrie left because he wanted to build his legacy without LeBron being attached to it. Has nothing to do with not being able to play with him. They just won. They just what well, they just won before, prior before. Has nothing to do. They he had his best numbers with LeBron. So to say that he doesn't like playing with him, or he's taken away from his his shine on the court, is ridiculous. Because he had his best numbers with LeBron on the team. So the boy still can't pass. He still don't want to pass because he got mama mentality, which everybody appreciates, which is great, and it gets buckets. So let's see how that mama mentality was working without any other players on your team. Now he's struggling in Boston because he wants to be Mamba when he does have talent. Like, he's supposed to pass more at this point, not pass less. So we'll see how that shakes out. But back to the back to where LeBron left after, Kobe, after Kyrie requested a trade. He in L.A. So the L.A. move, of course, is setting up for retirement. It is. There's no other way to look at it. Um, You win. You try to win one or two. You know, playing for a great franchise, supposedly great franchise. I don't know. That's the that's arguable because um, <laughs> how they working now is arguable. But the history, the, hist- the history of the Lakers is the Lakers. That, that's you got to give them credit for that. They got they got a lot of championships. So why not Magic? I looked up to Magic. I play similar to Magic. Uh, why not go play for Magic and set up for post post play post career? Uh, I got movies. I got production. It only helps. You could do it from Cleveland. He was doing just fine with uninterrupted in Cleveland. I don't think he needs to move to L.A. to do that, but you do open some other opportunities, so I'm with that. Now, they get a team. Now, Magic puts together a team where he thinks they are automatic to get in the playoffs. That's his first first problem. So now you put together these playmakers and these grit and grind players that basically are going to help in the playoffs, in the playoff atmosphere. They might not win your games during the season, because you're not going to be efficient. But in the playoffs, these people's talents and these their intangibles are going to play out. If you got you got those players, the Sean Stevensons, the I'm sorry, the um, the Stevensons, the um, the Rondos, the Tyson Chandlers, you know those those gritty players. Those are the players that have been there through some battles. So you 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 supposed to be able to save them for the playoffs. You're not supposed to be counting on them during the season. Now, the rookies they got got potential. All of them un- they underachieved during the season. First of all, you got to work the kinks out with new teammates. That's the first part. That's the first challenging part of the Lakers season. So, in the beginning of the season, you're working out, finding each other's tendencies, getting comfortable. You know, the chemistry things are being built. At the same time, these players are still young, so they're figuring out their games while trying to figure out your game. That's not an excuse, just reality. You got that, the first 25, first 25% of the season. Then you finally get rolling a little bit. Uh, fourth in the West, uh, barely, barely fourth in the West. I'm not going to say they were, they were uh, at a stronghold on fourth. They were fourth between fourth and sixth that, that month, so whatever. They fourth in the West. LeBron gets hurt. He misses 18 games. Now, this is the West. The West is better than the East. I'll be the first to agree with that. Never disputing that. Um, now the East is now all of a sudden a great conference. Now LeBron left. Okay, I guess that's you know whatever narrative you want to go with. That's fine. It's four contenders in the in the East now. All of a sudden, when the same play, two players got added to the East. That's it. 
uh, one actually left <laughs> Indiana. So Paul George left. So now it's everybody's a contender all of a sudden because LeBron left. So now it's a great conference. Okay, y'all can have that. The West is better. Let's say that. Let's agree with that. Now, it's no room for error in the West. That's what makes it better because it's one through eight are competitive teams, are winning teams. That I, that's that's obvious. So no room for error. 18 games missed. The the team goes 4-12 and 12 in those 18 games. So now you already don't have any room for error. You're, you're not a great team. You're a fourth or sixth team, fourth or sixth seed um, at the best with those players all healthy. So the chemistry is being dismantled because the chemistry you did build you got to revert back to old habits because those players are out it's been injuries all all season so they went from fourth now they're all the way out now now you add those that four and 12 record you come back you need to be already rolling it would have been great if the rookies and the youngins i'm sorry not the rookies the youngest could have got a winning record in that timeout they couldn't do that last year without lebron so why would you expect that now? That's 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 clearly not going to happen. So they went four and twelve. So now you got to bring LeBron back off his first injury. Those games that they that they missed early in the season. Now now I get this. I'll put this on LeBron. Those games where he tried to defer and make sure those guys are ready in the end of the season in the playoffs. He gave them try to get them confidence by deferring to them and letting them close the games. Those games they dropped back then came back to haunt them after that four and twelve um, record. Because they would have won more of those close games where he tried to see what he got and, you know, let them close, let them figure it out. Those times came back to bite him because they needed those games now to to come back from that from that bad record when he was out. Then he comes back. Uh, of course, the, the trade deadline fiasco. Um, you got to give Magic and Palenka credit for that. Don't don't everything like how is he? The, <laughs> how is LeBron always to blame? He to blame for <laughs> for AD one to come to the Lakers. He to blame for Magic getting the players he got. He he no he's so he's basically running everything. Like he's running the agency. The he's running the, one of the most franchised teams in history. He's running them because he just been there one year. But he's running them though. Magic not. So fuck Magic. He don't have any kind of say so in this. So LeBron is getting the blame for the players they got. The players they didn't get and for his play, and for the players they got not performing. So this all comes down to him. Now, that's that unreal expectation that I, that I mean. So which way is it? Like, is he – is he <laughs> does he run the team or does he just play on the team and is the best player and tries to make people play better? Okay, so I'm going to focus on some of the negative things, though, uh, as you feel like I haven't probably. If you listen to this podcast, I probably haven't. Focus on too much of the negative thing. His free throw shooting is ridiculously low and, and terrible, and it's been bad. So I want to go into the fact that if he doesn't drive at times, I think it's because of the free throw line. I think everybody knows that. But he's bad in the first quarter and the second quarter and the third quarter. So why in the fourth quarter do you think you're gonna be like now now you do expect a great player to be clutch at the line? I give you that. And make him when it counts, right? But he's a bad free throw shooter throughout the game. So I don't attribute that to choking or being scared of the moment because he's bad the whole game. So it's like it's not it's not just the fourth quarter he's bad. He's bad the whole game. And that's something he that's a weakness. Everybody has a weakness. That's one of his weaknesses. Uh maybe it and and in spite of that, he's still where he is. 
as far as uh, numbers and accolades. So, I mean, hey, it's a weakness. You got you got to live with that. You got to live with the good and the bad. Um, now, the defensively, he hasn't played defense in two and a half, three years, possibly. Um, in spurts, at least in the playoffs, he did play well defense. But during the season, no. Nah. I think he um, he definitely takes plays off because the low is heavy as far as um, being a point guard and and a scorer at the same time. Now, that was supposed to be alleviated with Lonzo Ball and Rondo being on the team, but it didn't because they've been injured and uh, they can't shoot. So that's the that's the down part of that. So he ended up still playing 40, 38 to 40 minutes a game when it was supposed to be a season where it's young guns and people that go ball handle that he could play 32 to 35 minutes a game with the same efficiency. Hasn't happened because of injuries, because of the team makeup. So now you get lazy LeBron on defense, which is unacceptable because nobody, because if you, if you ever play, play ball, if you, if your teammates playing defense, you're going to play a little more defense. If that, if that's in you, you're not going to, I mean, you can't make everybody play defense, but for the, in most parts, most, most cases, if somebody's playing aggressive defense, you go kind of want to follow suit and keep the whole Joe into the bargain. Uh, it's a prideful thing. So, that that didn't happen. He's the, he's the captain. Lonzo is the, probably the best defender on the team. He's out. So the second the secondary best defender supposedly in uh, in physical nature he's the best defender. Um, is not putting in effort because he feels like he got to do too much on the other end, which is bullshit. You can't do that. So as a team, you can't do that. So here we are. They lose a bunch of games in a row. Um, they're just not a good team. So they were already a six seed barely with everybody healthy playing at the best so now they're out of the playoffs and that's kind of the rundown of the Lakers season right there now the blame can be spread out to LeBron Magic to the players not performing all that but right now his legacy is is locked in I don't think he could drop down in legacy but he would have to win a champion at least one championship um, in this four years to be boosted any higher. He's kind of solidified within that three to five range to me. Now, to move any higher, you have to get another one. And that's the championship with three teams. He'll be the first to do that. He'll probably be top two in scoring, top five in assists. When it's all shaking out, like I said, you got to let the, the whole career shake out and we'll see where he land. I'm good with whatever. I mean, honestly, I think he's good. That's the, that's the, the best and the worst part about it because I think he's good and he's okay with where he's at. But it's the fans that want more. They want Mike. They want they want to chase um, Kareem. Like they want him to still chase that. But like I said, you aim for the top. You end up even or real below. You got to feel comfortable with what kind of work you put in. And that's my whole take on um, on LeBron and the psyche of a LeBron fan, LeBron supporter. What I think about the LeBron detractors. I think y'all scared. I think y'all tight about this. Let it go, man. He not catching Mike. Mike is safe. Kobe, I don't know. It's, it's apples and oranges if you want to check that out. Because, I mean, I'm not going to make a podcast about Kobe. But you can you can figure that out yourself. That's my take. And I'm signing off. Thanks for listening. And that's crazy. <laughs>